Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You've got to do something. You've got to save my daughter's life. Dr. Volin, can we get Dr. Volin? You're the one chance she's got. Months ago, I didn't know you. Now I owe my life to you. You mustn't see her again. Death is my talisman, Mr. Chapman. I want you should change my face. I can do it. Maybe if a man looks ugly, he does ugly things. You are saying something profound. A man with a face so hideously ugly. No! Try to remember, should anything happen to me, you remain the hideous monster that you are. The doctor is fascinated by death and pain and how much pain a man can endure. Well, I do agree with him that Dr. Ballin is a little mad. I tell you, it's dangerous to be under this man's roof. <laughs> I can't use my hand to do it. Is used to torture. Your hand must do it. My brain. Your hand. You monster. You like to torture. I like to torture. It's as if we were all in a tomb. There is now no way of getting up. You will live in this place forever and ever. It will be the perfect marriage. You will never be separated. Never. <laughs> hotel? No. The phone's dead. You hear that, Petus? The phone is dead. Even the phone is dead. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And welcome. How you doing, Scott? Lagosi. Lagosi. Let's throw you in the frame there. <coughs> oh, there we go. Ooh, there I am. Oh, I have to turn the sound off of that. Oh, what the hell's the noise? Hey, our plane. What's going it's on? A, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a fucking stupid plane going around the, the, the planet. Oh, so. this for years, and we never got around to it. We were supposed to do this when my book came out, and we never did it. But we're doing it now, and I tell you, going back and rewatching these films, Lugosi. <laughs> I love now, film Lugosi. The the thing that we did do, uh, it's God, five years ago now. Uh, we did a, a bad movie day, which we actually haven't done in two and a half years. Right. Um, we we used to do it every October, and uh, the last one that we we did was the last time my son was born, or right before he was born. We haven't done one since. And what we usually do is we show a movie or two outside in my backyard. We have a huge barbecue party. Everyone's over, and uh, we're actually I want to try and do that this year. But the last time we did anything Lugosi related was when your book was released. And we showed, um, we show. What did we show outside? I forget the movie we showed, but we did this uh, fifteen-minute montage, this Lugosi montage, and uh, we I think showed it was Texas that Texas Chainsaw. I think we showed Texas Chainsaw tonight. You know what? I think you're right. I think it was Texas Chainsaw, but we showed the Lugosi montage first, which was a total blast. Everyone loved it, and how could you not love it? It's just a bunch of Lugosi movies. With some of the best lines, some of the best scenes, it was great. Oh. It was really now, good. Now I'm going to offend some classic hardcore fans off the bat because the reason we're now, reviewing these is because they're bad movies. Right. And I have so, the Raven. I have that's what I have on the screen right now. Perfect. I figured you'd lead with the Raven. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, both of these films are great because this is back when uh, Universal, uh, they were just raping Edgar Allan Poe's corpse as much as possible because <laughs> everything because it was so easy to do it was public it was public domain they didn't have to pay yeah. for anything and and it got to the point where you'll see it even more with the black cat but you but where they would make a movie based on Edgar Allan Poe film but they it, it would be barely it would bear any uh ugh, it would no barely resemblance. have bear, yeah thank you I have the bear just stuck in my throat uh, there'd be no resemblance between the source material and the film. Now, th the Raven is, is a bit different. Uh, there was a huge... They were having troubles finding scripts, and the uh, the one screenwriter uh, submitted three screenplays at once. And here, here's three. And it worked. They wow. picked one of them. And the great thing about this one is that they didn't bother trying to base the film on the Raven because it's a poem. It's a it's a poem, and it you, there's no way you're going to make a, a sense of Short. I mean, what's it, like it. a 10 or 12-page poem? It's just if it's, it's even just, that long. It's just a guy sitting in a chair in, in a library, never and a raven more. keeps mocking him. Yeah, never <laughs> more. So what he said, like, screw it. We're we'll, we're gonna call it the Raven, but we're gonna make Edgar Allan Poe the source material for the bad guy, and not try to base it on his story. So instead of like trying to base the film, the, the film is actually like Lugosi is like Universal. Just think of Universal as Lugosi in this film. Just right. I I I I I I'm, he's obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe. He's obsessed with death. I love the beginning uh, when you first see uh, Lugosi 
he's, he's leaning back in the chair in his, in his office and there's this big shadow of the raven and he's reciting the poem and there's this like this is this museum guy yeah. just like sitting there uh that that's very nice sir <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the raven is my talisman mm, that's very peculiar <laughs> death is my talisman <laughs> In watching both films, uh, there's lots of quirky little lines like that, that you 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 watch it and it's like, holy shit, <laughs> they're just so quirky. Uh, like for instance, there's um, and this is later on in the film, but I have to say it, the when they're doing the horse race, okay, and they're and and it's just like these like plastic or actually back then they were probably better than plastic these horses just going around in a circle oh number five number five i want number five uh you know they're just they're betting on this fake horse race and this one guy just for no reason he goes he's, he just says oh i used to have horses when i was young and the one woman says oh i could tell that by looking at you what <laughs> the fuck does that even mean this movie movies like this that era is just so white <laughs> it's like i i can tell that you're 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 you know you're you're a natural equestrian <laughs> it's like oh i can tell that by looking at you okay the the writing is bad let me extremely let me extremely bad it's bad and and the IMDb ratings for these are very high. They're in the sevens, and I think it's mostly just nostalgic. It, it is, and you get people that—I mean, you get people that really have this love for these old classic films, and and it can blind you to a lot of the shortfalls. Right. Uh, I mean, not not making fun of the plot or anything. Uh, I, I think the strongest point in this film, just as it is in the other one, the the the, the black cat's got a lot more going for it. So I don't, you know, oh, we'll, it does that's a yeah, whole with the whole Satanism animal. thing. Well, and well, let's we'll, let's let's cross yeah. that bridge when we burn it. Um, but <laughs> I mean, the basic plot for anybody who's not seen the film yet is that uh, um, the the daughter of a judge, uh, Jean Thatcher, she's startled by a detour sign and runs off the road. And in order to get, and she needs a life saving <laughs> surgery. Uh, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's just this women can't drive stereotype, even in the thirties. <laughs> Literally, detour sign. <laughs> Just anything to get like that fucking that scream. What's the name of that scream? It has an actual name. Begins with an H. Oh, Wilhelm. Wilhelm. The 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 Wilhelm. I was thinking the helm. Wilhelm. Yeah, the Wilhelm scream. It, it just. Ah! It's like in the trailer alone. They. It's like six or seven times. Six or seven different times that somebody and, screams, or a woman like, you does. Go, you can go through this film step by step. Like the next scene when she's in she's in the hospital surrounded by these guys. And she looks like she just had her makeup done for like a model shoot. So right. yeah, because when I get in a car crash and I need life saving surgery, I look like I just, I just like pose for Vogue. Yeah, yeah. no, definitely. Yeah, may maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> oh, I think we lost Scott. Did we lose Scott? His internet hasn't been happy with him. It keeps dropping. <laughs> Does everyone see the 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 face that he has right here for the? <laughs> Uh, see, the problem is, this is Scott's book. This is his baby. And I will absolutely do no justice uh, to this on my own. Um, ow. Oh, no. Uh-oh. 
Yes. Oh, jeez. Are you there? Man, this is such great radio. <sighs> anyway. Um, but I had... Ow. I already accepted your call. What in the Sam hell's going on there? <sighs> I... Yeah, that's not going to work for me. Anyway, um, I hadn't seen either of these. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, man. We can't do this all night. I can't hear you if that's what, 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 uh, you know, the problem is. I don't know if you can hear me. I can't hear you. Um, Okay, we're going to try this again. I wonder how long we're going to try this for. We may have to have Scott call in on my phone. Yes. We may have to do that. I'll put my phone, his voice, near the microphone. That'll be interesting. Anyway, it seems every time I try and talk, he calls back. Um, anyway, I had never seen these movies. I've seen bits and pieces, you know, flipping through channels. Every, they play them on AMC all the time. Um, just things like that. Uh, I've never seen them. So when Scott wrote his book, you know, I read the book and I really enjoyed the book. And I always meant to, you know, getting around to watching these. So I'm really glad that we're reviewing these because these films, they're... Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, The Raven came out in 34, so that just had its 81st anniversary. And uh, the other film we're, we're reviewing, The Black Cat, just had its 80th anniversary. Or Will, I think it came out in July of uh, 1935. Um, well, anyway, the story goes for The Raven, anyway, is uh, Lugosi's character, um, which, what is his name? do have it here let's see he plays oh, god damn son of a bitch see I use a, a touchpad so that you guys don't have to hear clicks and it's a pain in my fucking ass uh, Richard Vollen Dr. Richard Vollen well, anyway he saves this girl where we just left off uh, with Scott that, you know, she sees a detour sign or something, gets scared and drives off the road and, uh, you know, nearly dies. And the only one that can save her is Bella Lugosi. Um, apparently, I mean, this is such fantasy land because apparently, she, I mean, she's near death and he's the only person in the whole wide world that can save her. He's that brilliant. Um, and, you know, the advancements in medicine in the 30s was not good it was better but not good so yeah you know suspension of disbelief and all that 
Um, well, anyway, he gets convinced to save her and uh, falls in love with her. Um, is Scott texting me now? <sighs> Let's see. Anyway, um, he falls in love with her, and the father who begged him to save her life does not approve of his love for his daughter, even though she's not in love with him. Uh, I mean, she likes him, but she doesn't have the same uh, feelings towards him. Um, well, what ends up happening is he slowly, well, it's only an hour film, so rather quickly <laughs> he starts to go mad uh, and just seeks revenge uh or he's hurt he's just a crybaby <laughs> that's what it really comes down to he uh he just he can't take the you know he can't take the denial and it's not even from her really it's from the father so he sets out to his his mission is to to kill the father but he doesn't want to do it himself so boris karloff his character uh edmund uh, bateman he wants him to fix his face because he feels he's you know so ugly and deformed and although he just looks kind of like a homeless person with a beard he looks fine um so he convinces him uh to uh to fix his face but of course there's there's another side to that he wants him to do something in return which is to kill the, the the girl's father just to get him out of the way essentially because he you know he wants the daughter um but you know with all of that said we were talking before about how bad the script is which it's oh here's scott hello can you hear me i can hear you i can't see you though I don't what? know. Oh, uh, there we go. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah your, just, your, your, turn your video just go, off. Just, just, just call it tonight. Fuck it. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Just call it. Just, just call delete it? the show. Just delete the show. Fuck it. We're gonna be doing this dancing, doing this dance for the next fucking hour. Who knows? I gotta you, call them again. No. Uh, just delete it. Your computer everything. didn't crash. It's just the internet. It's just the internet. Fucking died. That's it. There's no reason uh, for it. Well, here's an option. You could call <sighs> me. On my cell, and I could put the cell near the microphone, like we did with, uh, oh. um, like we would uh, do with John Dimes. That would work. And there's no reason for this too, because it's testing fine. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Well, here's the thing. I mean, you're using your upload to talk, so. The download, if the download's yeah. fine, it's your upload that, if it's sketchy, that's that's where the problem is. I uploads it too. Well. And it's strong. And then it'll just fucking drop for no reason. Well, yeah, then that's, you know what, that's going to be a central, that's going to be uh, service electrics, that's going to be a central problem. Yeah, I mean, they had me swap the modem out because, oh, you know, you have an older modem, so great, you know, I did that, and it didn't, 
you know, it is working better than it was, but I'm still getting these fucking dropouts, and it's, it's unacceptable. Now, when they have you swap out the modem, does that mean you went out and bought a modem? No, no, no. They gave me a, a new upgrade. Oh, okay, good, good, yeah, good, good. Yeah, no, nothing like that. Uh, it's just, I mean, I'm still, it's still dropping on me. It's happening during the day, too, you know, for work. That sucks. How often no, uh, is it doing it? Not, like I mean, every... like, at least once a day. Wow. That I'm noticing, already, you know. It's already, it's already it, happened, what, twice during the show? Uh, I, I think it was just one extended just one. Just once. Because... It was one, and then you kept trying to get on. So, yeah, that's bad. Right. I mean, we could we could go. Now, here, and... here's, here's the thing. When, it, when, I, when, it, when I couldn't connect and I went to uh, speedtest.net. Okay. I got a ping. But then it wouldn't, I wouldn't get any download or upload. Oh, okay. So what does Shit. that mean? Well, I mean, you can always try a different server, you know, to, to, to ping to. Um, when, you go to get... when you go to speed test, do you just uh, click uh, begin? Yeah. Good, because that will go... What that'll try and do is it'll try and pick the best server based on your location and uh, your ping. Um, but you could always manually pick a different one to see if there's any discrepancy between well, the two. What I, well, I, I what do I'm it all the time. What I'm saying is... If I'm getting a ping, but I'm not getting any uh, internet speed, what does that mean? Well, it just means that your inside and outside are... It means there's something there, but there's something blocking the rest. Uh, you're technically connected, right? but uh, packets aren't going back and forth. Or at that moment, we're not going back and forth. As of now, it seems like it's resolved. So. Yeah. I mean, as of now. Yeah, I mean, for now. Service Electric, if someone trips over the fucking cord, it'll happen again. <laughs> so it's up to you. We can continue and hope that it doesn't, you know, kill uh, your internet again. I mean, we're already 22 minutes in. We realistically only go an hour, so. Well. Around that. We can try and keep going. If you get this connected, you can call me on my cell, and I'll put the microphone near the uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the my phone near the microphone, so we can end the show. Well, I'll leave the camera off. Just it, it it's not going to make a difference, but maybe not. Uh, at least for Skype, it won't fuck with that. Um, let's just is it possible? It's not possible to edit the video together, obviously, because we're doing live stream. What do you mean, edit the video? You mean, I mean like, like to splice it together? Yeah, I can do that. I mean, all right. You, YouTube may not allow me to upload it, but I can do all any of that. That's fine. Well, they, they're not going to flag the fucking Raven. They shouldn't because the full movie for both the Raven and the Black Cat are on YouTube. Yeah, well, we should be able to get that through. Um, uh, I don't know what kind of copyright Universal has on this shit. Wait, wait, when did you lose me? Uh, we were actually talking about. Uh, the women screaming and stereotypes and all that shit. Okay. Um, when we got disconnected, I started talking a little bit by myself about the plot of the film, about uh, Lugosi's, uh, his character falling in love with the girl even after he didn't want to do the surgery, but he ends up falling in love with her and the father disapproves and uh -huh. basically tells him to go fucking pound sand and it essentially turns him into a madman and just, just wants the father out of the way to seek uh, um, vengeance of, of some kind. And that's kind of like right. where, where I left off, and then you called back. All right, then let's, let's pick it up right from there. 
Okay. I was talking about um, Boris Karloff's character, Edmund, um, uh-huh. about how he wants um, uh, Dr. Richard uh, Vollen, he wants him to fix his face because he says his whole life he's just ugly. He's always been told that. And he feels that if he can, if he, it makes me mad. You know, in watching both of these films, something that I never noticed. Uh, uh, save it for the show. Start the show. What? Are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording. I haven't stopped. Oh, so you're just going to splice this together. So I'm actually destroying that groove. Yes. All right, go ahead. I may not splice it because I did talk on my on my own. Anyway. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Boris Karloff's character, notice. what I noticed for the first time is how bad of a lisp he has. I yeah, never it noticed it before. It comes through. It comes through sometimes. Yeah. It comes through big time in The Black Cat. Uh-huh. I mean, you could actually see his whole tongue in the bottom right-hand corner of his mouth. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Well, because in The Black Cat, he's trying to sound refined, where he's doing the more gruff voices. He's easier to cover it in that. He can cover it better, but yeah. Yeah. Now, Usually I, I, he's in some I, I, sort of makeup or doesn't have many lines. Now, for me, the plot to The Raven is inconsequential. You're watching the film to watch Lugosi and Karloff act. That's it. Yep. And... <clears throat> The now, first of all, for Karloff, I feel really bad for Karloff in this, because he, his character is I'm so ugly that I do ugly things, and I want you to make me not ugly anymore because I've been ugly all my life. So what do they do to make Karloff ugly? They put a beard on him. Yeah, that's I it. said I said that. That's it's it. Like, I said I go. He's not even that ugly. He just kind of looks like a homeless man with a beard. Yeah, it, it just, just yeah unshaven. Yeah, he's unshaven. That's it. And, and, and then Lugosi, to make him ugly, uh, just turns him into a stroke victim, basically. <laughs> just paralyzes half his face and paints an eyeball on his on his uh, yeah. <laughs> on his eyelid yeah. just to fuck with him. Yep. Yep. Uh, but um, the scene where uh, and, and it's not even like a stroke. It's probably it's like probably like Bell's palsy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lugosi's palsy. It's like it'll go away. You just have to take some medicine. That's all. <laughs> now, and, and even. Again, there's so much wrong with the film. That, again, I love it, but still there's so much wrong with it. Oh, Lugosi's yeah. just a, he's, he's uh, a retired surgeon. Yet right. every every time a woman run, run, runs off the road, they're calling him, trying to call him in. Then you got bartenders giving his address out to felons to change his face. So I, this guy gets more <laughs> fucking lip time just on the street. He's like, I, I told you <laughs> I'm retired. And, and even then, like the, the most renowned surgeons in the area, call him and says, "I'm not interested. No, no, I'm not going to do it. No, 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 no." A, a no. drifter, a drifter shows up at his door. I want to see Wallen. Let him in. Let him in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's insane. Um, yeah, he's but, like the doctor from uh, Human Centipede, almost. <laughs> yeah, it, there's. He really is, and that, that that's why that film was so great, and that's why this is so great. Now, the, the scene where Karloff meets Lugosi for the first time, watch them act during that scene where um, Karloff is... So Karloff's given this shitty dialogue, and he's trying oh, to explain yeah. something that doesn't make much sense. Although I and, do love his, his ugly, you know, ugly you know, uh, ugly people doing ugly things. I do maybe, love that line, though. Maybe ugly people do ugly things. Right, now, it, but it's only good because he delivers it. And Lugosi, just watch his body language, his face. He's trying to sell this 
dialogue. He's trying. Right. He's he's selling it. He's trying to put emotion behind it. He's trying to put like show that this person is like actually trying to think and you know someone who's not very sophisticated is trying to make these leaps of his logic and he's trying to rationalize and understand why he's where he is at crossroads carla pulls it off you 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 know when he says maybe you know they call I every mean, all my life they've called me ugly and it made me mad it's like <laughs> it, it, he, there's somebody reflecting on it. he really pulls it off then you go to lagosi who takes the dialogue and just runs with it just just say this is the dialogue and i'm sold to it you are saying something profound who says that <laughs> nobody no. says that but this nobody. crazy motherfucker does because he just says whatever comes in his head uh, like when, when the judge when the uh when, uh when his butler catches him coming out of his secret compartment in the office this is uh judge thatcher's here to see you there's like that long pause eh? judge thatcher's here to see me like, yeah, that's what he just said. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> just... like, stop. Stop yeah. it, Bella. And and talk about insane. So this felon comes to him and says, I want you to change my face. And he immediately thinks, I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I want him to kill the judge for me. So he, he, he takes him, paralyzes him face. Yeah, he deliberately makes him a monster. Right. So what do you do with someone you've just horribly disfigured? Make them serve drinks at your cocktail party. Here, put on <laughs> yeah. this butler uniform. <laughs> That's right. Although my although my favorite scene uh, after that is when he shoots all the mirrors and Lugosi opens that little window up top and he's like basically laughing at him. Uh -huh. And he shoots at him and he runs out of bullets and then Karloff, he just goes... <laughs> no, no, but, and he, he did what I love from those films. He throws yeah. the gun when he runs out of bullets. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? It's it's oh, it's like a dumb thing, but I love it. There's <laughs> just something about that. It's like it's, it's like that ultimate act of you know what? Fuck you! I'm gonna see if I can nail you with the gun. And yeah, it's like, Oh wait, here it is. Here it is. I gotta see if I can get everyone to hear it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And then they, they cut away for like 15 uh, minutes. There's like a, there's like a, a segue, of, uh, a time passage of 15 minutes so you can come back and go, Oh, you're hideously ugly. Good, good. I could use I, that hate. I, that's right. I can use it. Your, my, your hand, my brains. So, and, but that's why he's truly, I mean, he, this, I don't know if the script does it on purpose, but he truly is a madman because there's no real logic in his plan. So I'm going to hideously disfigure this uh, skate felon, going to make him dress up in a butler uniform and serve drinks during this get-together. I'm going to invite a lot of people, and then I'm going to kill some of them during the night and hope maybe nobody will notice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was one thing I noticed watching both of these films. People died and people didn't care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, like in The Black Cat... Um, the, the, the driver, he dies, and it's like, you know, two days later, someone decides to finally come by and ask about it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are you kidding? <laughs> well, it, it's, it's like, it, it's it's that, that mentality of the time, too. It's, okay, now we have to get them in the house together, so then he can start stealing them, you know, one by one. So, okay, and why would he invite, like, two or three other couples when he's going to get rid of the one couple? Why would you do that? Well, I love the letter. He said, I'm inviting some people... Uh, some people that you will know. It's like, oh, okay. You know no. I'm creepy. It's not what it said. It was that there'll be other people there, you know. 
<laughs> oh yeah well yeah okay but it's like it's like it's no. like you know i'm creepy you think no. i'm crazy so if i invite other people you know you'll be more comfortable and inclined to go you know i'm wondering if i read it well, wrong too. at least hearing, <laughs> at least thelma's gonna be there yeah right <laughs> I, I was really getting Lugosi's voice in my head, so instead of saying there'll be other people there, you know, it'll be there'll be other people there, you know. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's really that is celebrate. a very that is a very good point. Now, there will be other people there, you know. But I mean, but he he sells crazy at the beginning of the movie. Just yeah. uh, when uh, when when he's uh, when he's it's it's like a year after that surgery, and she's recovering. oh yeah, here it is. Uh, will you and Dr. Holden come Friday evening for dinner and uh, and the weekend? We, uh, dear dad, we up and went. You come too. We up and went. That's those <laughs> hip kid lingo. Yeah. Yeah. There were other people there, you know. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, so, like, after the surgery where she's, like, lounging in his house while he's playing death music on his, his uh, um piano uh, yeah and, and she's, she's like, da, 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 da. but there's that part where she, she's looking at up at him like, you know you're 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 uh you're a surgeon a musician you're more than a man you're and like he leans over a god <laughs> <laughs> it's like like that's the logical conclusion a god yeah well, of course well, i was uh, thinking but that of, but of course a god tainted with emotion, human emotion. <laughs> yeah. He bought into that God thing way too quickly. Yeah, that's right. And, and I love how the judge finally notices when they're at, they're at the uh, he's watching her perform the Raven uh, as a uh, Broadway uh, dancing number, which I, I'm I don't know why it has been done yet. And and he just like he watches Lugosi salivating over. He's like, oh my God, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> And again, when he goes to the house and he tells you know, tells Lugosi to stay away from his daughter, you know, there's not like, oh, I, I love her. He's like, no, you must send her to me. Send her to me. <laughs> <laughs> then doesn't he end that conversation with uh, something along the lines of, you'll pay if you do not send her to me? <laughs> yes. <that laughs> or something like that. Oh, yeah. But it's just the send her to me part. Send her to me. <laughs> try, try that next time you take take like take somebody's uh, daughter out on a date. Don't just tell that to the father. Send her to me. That's I'm gonna try it with my wife. You should do that. I'm gonna say you need to come here. <laughs> Send yourself to me. Come here. And then she's gonna tell oh. me it's like to go fuck myself. <laughs> it's a diff- and, it's and, a different it's a different world, people. So he, he uh, and Lagosi's carrot Volin has this uh, surgery in the basement and also he's reconstructed all these torture devices from Poe stories the pit and the pendulum right. uh, and, and of course my favorite the room where the walls come together <laughs> which uh. which is which is a hard I mean it's so awkward but really how else do you describe that there's no name for it it's not like a guillotine or anything right. <laughs> it's just a, it's just the room well, where I mean, the what, walls, would, what do you call it the squisher together. <laughs> I put them in the squisher. Yeah, that's they, not gonna work. And I'm telling you, the Saw movies stole that from this film because that it's like that scene with the, the room where the walls oh, yeah. come together right out of this film. <laughs> I, I, I. And he's got the room. The elevator comes down, and he's got he's got the huge switch in the basement to turn all the phones off. Phones. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's labeled phone, so he doesn't accidentally bring the, the room down when he doesn't want to. You know, you got to label everything properly. That's that's right. You know, I did a, a, a little homework on, um, like, how much the movies cost and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And um, both films cost, uh, like, the Black Cat, if I'm not mistaken. Here, I have it over here. One of them cost 95000 and the other one cost 115000 and uh, okay, so the black cat cost ninety five thousand. It actually made two hundred and thirty six thousand dollars at the box office. Now, which adjusted for inflation, um, it's it, nineteen thirty five to two thousand fifteen. It's like four million dollars. Yeah. Now, now here's the funny thing. I'm not going to get too academic here, but here's the really interesting thing. This film was a big money maker for uh, Universal. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. At the same time, this film killed the horror film industry oh did it really Here, here's what happened this film all these scenes of you know the, the graphic violence or so to speak you know back then there was a big you know dracula sure. was considered dracula was considered bad uh, you know horrible film you had all these horror films coming out they had all this kind of um these graphic themes of torture and violence and it, it, this is like leading right into the whole censorship thing and uh this film jump-started uh the ban in england on horror films this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Get the fuck out of here. And then because that whole market dried up where they weren't showing horror films anymore, that cut back drastically on horror film budgets in, in America. So you effectively uh, cut the market in half. And it ended up fucking Lugosi over. Because uh, here's a double irony. After this film, he went over to England to film... Uh, Uh oh. I think we lost Scott again. Shit, he went uh, over to England. To f- you there? Yeah, I'm here. Are, are you there? I'm here. Wow, I thought I thought I lost you. Me too. He went over to England to do the. Uh, Just the get ready to the- call my uh, cell phone if you drop. He went over to England to do the mystery of the Marie Celeste, which ah, I think is his best okay. performance. And he, they offered him like a, like a, a movie contract, like four or five contract deal, uh, with Hammer, and he turned it down because he didn't want his dogs to have to stay in quarantine. He wasn't his own best uh, agent. He really fucked himself over quite a few times. Wow. So he rejected their movie uh, deal because his dogs would have to stay in quarantine too long, and then came back to America where he had no jobs <laughs> because because he was his face his his identity was synonymous with horror films. And no right. one would hire him. You know, that's, so, that's insane. How fucking uptight. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I can watch both of these films with my children. So it just goes to show, I mean, you know, it's an 80-year difference. But uh-huh. people were more skittish, scared of this shit than my five-year-old. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what, what it comes down to. It, it just... I'm sure that you know, you know, people people watching this fainted in the aisles, and it's just like, really, get over yourself. I don't care if well, it was 80 years ago. Well, now, just to be fair too, don't forget this is like 1935. You're talking about an older generation of parents and adults who didn't even grow up with film. Yeah. And definitely didn't grow up with films that had any kind of adult themes in it. Any films they saw were, you know, I mean, how how long did it take to get up to this? So I mean, they were these films were groundbreaking in, in the level of um, horror that they were bringing out. That's why when you see like all the outrage over the Saw, 
Uh oh. This got cut out again. He was making a good point about the Saw franchise. Um, what and what I think he was going to say is the Saw franchise. Hello. Got it. Oh, you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean the Saw it, it, Saw franchise started the whole torture porn thing. It's like you know what they were complaining about that back in the '30s too. Yeah, just at a different level. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. So it, it, it so it, that's very interesting, and there's more money stuff in the Black Cat. We'll talk about when we get to that. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the irony's there that you bring it up. The whole idea this movie made so much money, it was a big seller, and it also killed their entire horror industry. Right. So yeah, I guess uh, the the inflation it made uh, two hundred thirty six thousand, which is roughly four million dollars in uh, two thousand fifteen money, which back then. That's a lot of money because what did a movie cost to go see? A nickel? Ten cents? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like for real. I mean, it's just, I haven't checked ticket sales, but it's why films like, you know, The Wizard of Oz and more specifically Gone with the Wind, uh, adjusted for inflation, is the biggest film of all time. Based on tickets uh, ticket sold and money, inf inflated money. Um, I think they said something like, um, adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind, uh, something like th like three or four billion dollars. It's it's yeah. insane. Adjusted well, Ghosty for wasn't inflation. in Gone with the Wind. No, I understand that, <laughs> but I think I, I think for the the time, uh, Gone with the Wind had made like eighty or a hundred million dollars or something insane. Nineteen thirty nine. It's like you're paying a, a nickel or, or a dime to go see it. They they were lining up around it. What I'm getting at is films like this. Because it was the only form of entertainment, TVs weren't invented yet. Obviously, you just had the fucking radio. Um, people yeah. lined, people lined up around the block for for years to see these. I mean, this film ran from May 1934 until it probably ran for five years. Because you well, know, what before, else? This is before streaming. Yeah. <laughs> obviously. Now, you're very, you're very observant. <laughs> now, <laughs> do, do you want to switch gears and go over to the Black Cat? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I love the Black. Now we just talked about the fact that the the Raven got the censor thing going. Right. Black Cat had a huge problem where uh, the the producers were like out of town when they started making this film. Uh, so they, they were just kind of like, you know, no one's really paying attention. They're just, oh, go make another Karloff Lugosi film. And they come back. And what they found is they had made a film in the middle of all this this concern about censorship and stop, you know, not having all this, this dark material. And they come out with a film with Satan worship, incest, yeah. murder, uh, preserved corpses, uh, satanic ritual. It's just fucking, they're like, what what you do? What are you doing? We can't sell this. <laughs> they're going to close this down. Uh, the the and so what what happened was they had to reshoot some of it and they had to edit the living shit out of it and what you see today is almost incomprehensible it's only 65 minutes how long is the original cut i don't know i, I don't it, they didn't really have an original cut they came back while they were finishing it and like what the fuck you do we don't you know it wasn't like they didn't have like director's cuts back then they just made the film you know the, the, all that stuff they cut is probably lost to time, as far as I know. Oh I yeah, think. It's, realistically, it's probably yeah. burned or just even thrown away. I didn't check. There's, there's, that uh, is, there's that's couple, sad. Yeah, there's a couple guys out there that find the old original screenplays and republish them. They have, they have great ones for like the first draft of uh, a Dracula's Daughter, things like that. I'm not sure oh, really? if they have one. 
I'm not sure if they have one for this, but I would love to see it if I can find it. But uh, th th there was just a lot more. It was a lot more detailed about what was going on. I mean, so one of the, the problems with that is, uh, I mean, uh, the I mean, film is... They're, they're always finding shit in someone's attic or basement. Like, like you said a while ago, it's like no one ever thought that they'd find a, a complete cut or as close to a complete cut of Metropolis, and they did. Yeah. You know, so you never know what, what lies out there. Like some old guy from Hollywood, his grandkid or great-great-great-grandkid will probably find a fucking reel uh, per, in perfect condition uh, just ready to be restored for this film. You never know. Yeah. I mean, so in this one, um, Karloff's the madman. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm here. Uh, I'm here. I can't hear I, I, I lost you. Karloff, uh, uh, and you know what? In both these films, they give them the most Im unpronounceable names. He's he's Halsmar. Halsmar. <laughs> I did, you know, come on. Do they all have to be? And then and then Lugosi is Vendergast. <laughs> and so, I mean, talk about packing. All right, the most inc the most pointless part of this of the Black Cat is the is the main vehicle for the story, which is this newlywed couple. Right. Now, have you ever been so sickened in your life by a happy couple that you are in the opening of this film? <laughs> They're just. just are you? Are you hungry? It's, it, oh, yeah, exactly. Hungry. It's like no, oh. I'm not hungry. Are you hungry? hungry? No, no, I'm not hungry. It's like you know what? I'm fucking hungry. If you're not fucking hungry, then just sit here and while I go get something to eat. <laughs> but and then, and then uh. Oh, but I am famished. Oh, of course you are. I am famished too. <laughs> I didn't eat lunch. It's like, what the fuck? What are we doing right now? How funny was that? <laughs> it's like, you sleep in that bed, I'll sleep in this bed, and we'll have kids magically. Okay? <laughs> and it's like, and after that, you're actually grateful that the fates decide to take this, this boring, vapid couple and throw Lugosi into their train car. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, oh, hey, it's we've like, we've made a we've made a terrible mistake. We've rented a part of your car out. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's not like a computer error. It's not like, uh, you know, we didn't get the whole car. You fucked up. <laughs> well, it's like you fucked it up. I'm glad because I'm glad they ruined this couple's uh, honeymoon or whatever it was because oh, God, yeah. fucking. And Lugosi comes in. Is there room for one more here? Yes, yes, yes. There is. There's actually room for a couple more. <laughs> and and thus begins the long, long story of Vandergast. Yes. I love the scene and, when they're on the train, and he's just kind of caressing her hair. And it's the scene is perceived like he's doing it sneakily. But no, the husband's right there. He's just kind of like, <laughs> he's kind of digging it. <laughs> or he's almost he almost looks like he's drugged, where he's just like, yeah, do what you got to do, man. I mean... <laughs> Let, let me let me save our, our listeners the time if they've never seen the film. I'll try yeah. to sub up the plot that they spend like the, the whole hour of this film trying to explain. <laughs> Vendergast was a prisoner of war. He was sold out by Hajmar. In doing so, he was put in a prison camp, and he lost his wife and his daughter. Hajmar, who sold out his his whole sold out his troops during that time, built a castle on the ruins of the prison camp, married Lugosi's wife. And then after she died, married his daughter. <laughs> the castle is rigged with dynamite so he can blow it up whenever he wants. And he performs yeah, that's, a satanic... Yeah, that's not a smart move, by the way. Well, I mean, well he's, he's, he is evil, Joey. Yes. And he has a satanic cult that performs rituals in his castle. 
uh, of which we really don't know why they're there or what they're doing or what the purpose is, because most of that was lost in the edit. All we know is that he's satanic and um, he has a cult. Yep. Uh, so Vendergast is trying to find his wife uh, and, and Hajmar, finds him, and then spends the entire movie helping Hajmar <laughs> instead of like <laughs> killing because of what, what he wants to do. Right, and if he had done that, he would. Uh, his daughter would. Uh, he find. He finds out later that his daughter is still alive, but then finds her dead. So she actually dies twice on him. Well, <laughs> in like a five-minute span, he finds out she's alive, and then right. then dead again. That's how evil. Uh, and Karloff as Hallsmar is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, he's pe- even, right, here, even how, the how- phone is dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? So this guy. Goes to goes to bed with the daughter of the wife of the man he sent to prison. Right. And and for light reading, while he's like in the incestuous uh, relationship here, before he goes to bed, he mulls through a copy of the Rites of Lucifer. <laughs> light bedtime reading, and then yes. tells her, and then tells her, uh, "I'd rather have you dead than have your father take you back." And then follows that up by killing her. <laughs> and takes he takes Vendergast into the basement where he has a nice display of the preserved corpses of his previous wives in glass sarcophaguses, it's, including uh, Vendergast's wife. Uh, wife. Right. And, you know, I. She died of pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> Did she now? You fucking. While freak. I was holding her under an ice bath of water. <laughs> You got to respect. You know, talk about. I mean, it's 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 the whole thing with the idle rich. You know, you, you you know, you've got this castle. He couldn't collect cars, so he collected dead wives. There you go. Now, I there's just now I mean, just one example of the, the kind of stuff they they cut out of the film. Uh, the whole the whole point of this is that the newlywed couple, the the wife, is apparently a a, a body double for the dead wife. Of how of Vendergasts, right? Flash Haljavars. Uh, so they're both lusting after her heavily. And there's one scene where uh, it, it's a long shot of her walking away, and in the foreground is this statue of a naked woman, and uh, Haljavars uh, Karloff's hand like grips the leg firmly. Yeah, he just like grabs it. He's like, Arr! yeah. It, from <laughs> what I've read, the original. Originally, he was like fondling the statue. It, was, it wasn't just a first grip. <laughs> it's like shit like oh, that. Wow. They had to tone down. Uh, so I mean, and then he gets this woman. I, 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 she's my love. I'm gonna have her back. And so the first thing he does is plan to sacrifice her during in his cult. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Crazy bastard. Oh, oh. Speaking of insanity, um, not only do you have Hausmar and Vendergast, you have the two sidekicks. Oh, <laughs> Ma- Major Domo and Thamal. Now Thamal freaked the fuck out of me the first time I ever saw this because you, in the beginning of the film, you you meet Vendergast, you meet the young couple, they get on a carriage, they're talking in the train, they're talking in the carriage, uh, and then the carriage flips over, and then they they all make it up to this castle, and then out of nowhere. The mall's there carrying the woman. So, whoa, 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 where does, where does eight-foot giant come from? <laughs> That's right. You know, what's interesting about that scene, 
I'm watching it. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought the driver was dead. <laughs> and then that, I was like, wait, I was yeah. like, wait a minute. Where the fuck did this guy come from? <laughs> that right. <laughs> so this is his sidekick that they. I was counting him on the screen. I'm like, wait a minute. Something's wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even. So you, you don't even get his name for like the next ten or fifteen minutes. Right. Uh, and he just there. And then you've got the Shemp haircut uh, major domo, the little hunchback. Uh, That's right. Easily guy working for Karloff, and between the two of them, um, uh, the, it, it's I, what I love about them is that it, it just a, just the fact they have two henchmen, two sidekicks working with them, and at the end it turns out that uh, that major domo can't take a punch, and Thamal can take a bullet pretty good. <laughs> yeah, real good. Yeah, like real good. It, He's, and, he's and there I, to I, the end. <laughs> but just stuff like that where, like, 15 minutes in, oh, by the way, here's my manservant. What? <laughs> what the hell was he in that carriage? That's a tiny carriage. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm, that? that scene is actually on right now. Yeah, he's not in that carriage. Nope. Nope. <laughs> like not in there. I mean, as Bella Lugosi's trying to stay awake, <laughs> they have a whole shot of, like, a, like a close-up in on him where he's, like, falling asleep. <laughs> Oh, he's stuck with this love cup. This, this. Oh, there he is. There's Hamal. You see him for one scene in yeah, the carriage. Like, like, if you yeah, just, if you don't look, if you don't if you turn away for a split second, which is what I did. <laughs> Me too. I mean, because yeah. it, it just yeah, you literally see him for one second. I mean, the oh. shot that they have of them in the car. I don't know where he is in that car. It's like you said, it, it's pretty cramped. He should be in the scene, but he's not. But I guarantee you. They took him out of the car because it looked it didn't look right in the frame, guaranteed. <laughs> oh, I mean, who knows? I mean, there, there might have been cuts in there. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know how you don't even introduce this character until that part until like half an hour in. But, and and since we're not talking about the carriage ride and everybody in there, can we talk about uh, the husband, David Manners, for a minute? Sure. Or, or that's the actor, Peter Allison. Uh, right, that's is, his, is the yes. character, Peter. His character. Yeah, Peter. What? No, Peter is the character. Right, Peter's a character. Uh, that's our hero, ladies and gentlemen. Here's yeah, the he's here's a the pussy. man. What? He's a pussy. He's he's the hero of the story. He, he's he and his wife are kidnapped by this this insane uh, architectural madman. And what does he do but stomp around, uh, act rude, and then take a you know and then like get knocked out cold with one punch from them all. <laughs> and as he's on the floor, he's just like, he's just mumbling her name. <laughs> uh, Julia, no, Joan. Joan. <laughs> it's like you, little pussy. Then, at the end, after after uh, uh, Vendergast goes through, you know, saves the day. He come, Dave, Peter comes out of nowhere, shoots Vendergast. Yeah, I mean, get away from her, you creep! Bam! Get get away! Uh, yeah, because uh, Lugosi comes over. He goes, "Let me help you with that." He's like, a, he's like a real nice guy. He's like, let me help you with that. It's like, there is no more danger. Let me help you. So he's helping her. He's trying to... And I'm not going to defend Peter because he's a douche. Um, no. But he just sees the back of them and he looks like a you know struggle. So that's when he shoots him. It's like, why don't you just talk to the guy? He's only 15 feet away. Because uh, he's a man of action. He's a, yes, finally. Dick. <laughs> oh, and, and and the ending. I mean, uh, we're breezing. Oh the yeah, when, film, when he reads the newspaper. <laughs> oh no, I was actually thinking of like the the, the oh the actual ending ending sure. Like between uh, Boris and Bella, I uh, 
the role reversal there where suddenly, uh, you know, uh, Boris Karloff, I mean, I had, I think I have the line down here too. It's like one of my favorite lines in the film. Oh, going back, going back. Say, you know what I'm going to do to you now? No. Did you ever see an animal skinned, Taljama? That's what I'm going to do to you now. Tear the skin from your body slowly, bit by bit. <laughs> and then the first time and last time you ever see Karloff's character, like, frightened. Like, oh! <laughs> oh, shit. And like, they, they turn like that. And it, it, it's all watching Car I mean, that whole chess scene. Uh, the, just was like, you know, <laughs> let's play chess now. Why? Oh, no, we're going to play chess. It's symbolic. We have to play chess. But just... The only reason, part, the only point to this whole fucking film is watching Karloff and Lugosi. That's it. And, and and again, the same reason. Karloff tries to sell it, and Lugosi just walks in. I'm afraid of cats! Oh! <laughs> oh, and then he holds his face. It's like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just stop it, you fucking sissy. <laughs> But it, it's, it's but again, a fucking it, it, cat. It, it's just a weirdness between these two actors where Karloff can sell the idea that, yes, I'm, I'm an evil satanic ritual worshipping guy who uh, keeps preserved dead wives in the basement. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to kill my current wife. And uh, I'm evil. Right. I'm evil. And, I mean, even sells, his even his hairline is evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's it, even like the, the, the cut of his suit and everything. It's just like angular. They really just uh, uh, he, he really sells it. And then Lugosi just. Just, just accepts anything they tell him to do, and you have to go with it. <laughs> it's like I'm afraid right. of the cat. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, I can't. I, do I'm not. Now. I'm not sorry. I killed your cat. I'm just afraid of it. <laughs> no, the, no, Thamal, the time is not right. Yes, uh, When's yes. When's the time gonna be right? <laughs> it's like it should have been right thirty minutes ago. <laughs> oh, my favorite line of the whole film, by the way. Yeah. Uh, supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. <laughs> there are many things under the sun. <laughs> yeah. like, Bella, stop waxing po poetic. Yeah, right. I like I I like the scene where where like you mentioned where he says he's gonna uh, skin him like an animal, and then they show that shot is just a silhouette of him and a razor. Go, and it's just going up and down real quick and it's just the silhouette of it and yeah. you just the woman is just screaming ah, ah, and you just see belly's like ah. <laughs> you don't see anything but the silhouette which looks ridiculous but i guess in 1935 like i said people were fainting in the aisles i well, mean again this this is the watered down version of, of what they wanted to do and it's even like watching it now you know it's over the top we just yeah. just oh yeah you know just everything there. Um, now you were talk. We were talking about uh, money wise, as far as uh, making this was money. Very, and everything. very successful. This one, right now. Again, Lugosi. I personally think Lugosi just was not good with money. Uh, oh, there, there's yeah. from what uh, I heard, I, he was terrible. He was terrible. yeah. Well, but and also just like he just didn't negotiate well. Uh, like uh, the whole thing with Dracula, he had been doing the stage play of Dracula, and he he's the one that kind of brokered the deal to get uh, Stoker's widow to to sell the movie rights, and he like talked her down so much that she got like a fraction of what she could have got for it, because he wow. wanted to be in the film, hmm. you know, and and so but he just he never 
it just seems like he never was respected or got what he deserved. And like the pay scales on this film, and I, I, I'm reading, I'm reading from uh, performed by Lugosi by S. Michael Wilson. If you want to pick ah. this up, uh, Kar- Karloff receives top billing for the film, uh, wh- which he would continue to do in all the other films that they teamed up together. They were in seven films all together. Lugosi was only paid a thousand dollars a week with a guarantee of only three weeks. Karloff, however, received a flat sum of seventy-five hundred dollars for his performance. Oh wow. So automatically there, Karloff's being guaranteed almost you know over tw- over twice as much of what Lugosi's getting. Now, compare that to David Manners, who plays the the, the wimp, Peter Allison. Manners was paid two hundred and fifty dollars more a week than Lugosi. <laughs> and the and the major domo, Karloff's sidekick, was only much- paid half the amount that Lugosi was. Jesus, how, how the fuck does that? Did he not have a lawyer <laughs> to help I, him with this shit? I, I I don't I don't know if they had entertainment lawyers back then or a, agents. It uh, we lost Scott real quick, but it, it to me, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like, see nowadays deals are done differently. You'll get your your main star, or you'll 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 grab your your main cast, and. The contracts for that will be figured out, and what ends up happening is uh, anybody that gets added on later, okay, will either go by pay scale or if they're a big enough actor, they'll negotiate as well. But it seems to me like back then, uh, it was you know whoever got in got in at whatever they were able to get, and whoever got in with uh, what they weren't able to get, it kind of stuck. It wasn't along the lines of now. It's like if you say you got Brad Pitt and George Clooney, and they're both in the movie together, and Brad is getting twenty million, and George Clooney is getting nineteen, George is going to say, "Well, I want 20 and they'll do it. But it sounds like back then, maybe it wasn't done that way. It's like if Karloff's, I... oh, you back? Yeah, I've been listening to you for like the past minute. Oh, so you could hear me? I couldn't hear yeah. you though. Oh, no, I was just listening. I was being quiet so you could talk. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so then you know what I was saying is nowadays, uh, if they hire an actor and that they're making X amount of dollars, if the other person is as big a star, and they sign on for less money, they'll you know they'll eradicate that. They'll fix it. It's like okay, if so and so is making twenty million, the other one's making eighteen or nineteen. They're gonna demand. Okay, I want twenty like that guy. You know I'm as big a star. Back then, I was saying. Maybe it's along the lines of Karloff signs on for seventy-five hundred flat fee, Lugosi signs for a thousand dollars a week with a guarantee of three. Even if he found out that Karloff was making more money than him, it's like, nope, sorry, you sign a contract, it's done. All right. There's no room for renegotiation. Here, here's another area where some Lugosi fans might be uh, not pleased with me. Okay. I think a lot of it has to do with personality as well. I think Lugosi he was, was a bit very more abrasive, ar- right? I think he was a bit more arrogant and a bit more abrasive. Karloff, on the other hand, was a very, very soft-spoken, gentleman, likable character, individual okay. person. A nice guy. Yeah, I mean, now here's one. I mean, one example, one specific example. Lugosi would later say that he recommended Karloff for the role of Frankenstein. <laughs> that Lugosi was. Uh, was did screen tests for the role of Frankenstein, and uh, he, he his story was 
that he rec- he uh, said, hey, try that Karloff guy. He'll be good for it. Now, Lugosi told the story. A lot of historians and a lot of people have said flat out, it's bullshit. <laughs> it's like there's no way it happened. Karloff, in countless interviews, never denied it. Wow. He never confirmed he's a nice, anything. he's a nice fucking guy. It, it, that's really what you got. That's the feeling you got where he's like, yeah, well, you know, I kick a man when he's down. I'm, you know, everyone loves me. Lagos, you know, his career washed up. It's like, what? That's how likable he is. And you you can almost see it coming across in that, these kind of situations where uh, people just didn't give a fuck about Lagosi or they, you know, and, and, and again, look, look at the, 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 the in England, ah, keep my dogs in, in, in quarantine for how long? I don't have to deal with this. I'm a star in America. It's, or, I mean, I'm not sure he didn't say exactly like that, but you, you kind of get that right. feeling when you read about this stuff and to see how he handled himself. Um, at, 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 you just think part of that's got to come into play somewhere, especially back when Hollywood was new and the whole thing was this, it was this whole, everything, it was building up so quickly uh, I mean, shit was changing from year to year as far as how things were handled in studios and everything. So, yeah, uh, I, I just think it was a cult of personality that did did him uh, undid him as well. No, it makes sense. I mean, you can get you can get that just from his performances in his films. You know, he's not that good of an actor. Where he probably acted pretty similar to how he how he is in his movies. Well, and don't forget too, he was a stage actor. I mean, he did Dracula yeah. on stage for years. Uh, I mean, so what... <laughs> and it, you, that kind of comes across where Karloff... I mean, Karloff did stage acting too, but Karloff, you, you, you really, he really does have uh, a feel for the camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, he plays it, you know, he plays things more subtly where, where Lugosi's... He's, he's projecting to the cheap sh- sh- seats. He wants to make sure everybody <laughs> hears him. You know? That's right. You are saying something profound. <laughs> yeah. So what you're yeah. saying is, <laughs> we got it, Boris. I mean, that, that, that's why he's Boris such a gem. Bella. <laughs> yeah, that's why he's such a gem when he when he when he ends up like in uh, Ed Wood stuff too, because it's just <laughs> you know, and, you know, Ed wants it all and, and Bella gives it all. There's nothing in between. Let's get this fucker started. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh god, great movie. I actually just added it to to my collection um, <laughs> just recently. Uh, uh, but that's the thing too, like the, the whole Bella, Bella Lugosi, Boris Karloff, like uh, feud or or competition or what have you. A lot of that was just hype. I mean, you know, they met and they got together, but sometimes you just get the feeling that when they weren't together, working together, maybe Bella was was willing to badmouth Boris more than he was willing to badmouth Bella, right. just because of their personality types. And, and I don't know, things like that stick, I guess. So when so when when the 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 censorship shit goes crazy, and Lugosi's not needed, no one wants to do him any favors. That's true. No, it's very true. Ah, I, it's just, but uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about in these films too. It's hard to you know without going into five hours. Well, but, uh, that's why there is an entire book called "Performed uh, by Lugosi" that you can all go out and buy. Okay, go to go to Amazon, do a search for it. Go to our website. Uh, I have it on our uh, contact page. Go to our Facebook page, Performed by Lugosi. You can buy the book and read it. I highly now, recommend it. I'll give you a quick breakdown. The the, the book is, it's, it's a weird amalgam because I didn't want to do a literary criticism and I didn't want to do a film criticism. So okay. it's kind of a literary film criticism plus republishing the original short stories the films are based on. 
And okay. it's um, right. And so it's uh, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. It's eight. I thought it was seven. It's eight short stories uh, of that were or or books that were made in the films that Bela Lugosi starred in. So the book has the reprint of the original literary work, uh, history and some literary criticism of that piece of work. Then it gives a synopsis of the movie and then breaks that down into criticism and talks about Bela Lugosi's life during that time. It's not a comprehensive book on Bela Lugosi's entire life. Uh, there, are, there, there are countless wonderful books entirely about Bela Lugosi's life and career that I read in preparation for this book. <laughs> Those are the ones you want to read if you want to know his entire life story or his entire film story. This is Got a it. book that takes a selection of eight films, breaks them down, uh, and and it's it's uh, it's a bit of a weird amalgam too because it's it's eight films starring Lugosi, uh, but one of the films Lugosi's not in, and the other one's not a movie. Oh. So, <laughs> but there's a reason why they were chosen. Uh, the one that's that's not uh, a movie is an episode of suspense that was uh, the Cask of Amontillado, but set in um, during the war World War II, and Lugosi okay. plays a Nazi. Or, uh, or am I getting it mixed up? I might be getting it mixed up. I may be going backwards. Um, I think it was World War One, and uh, it's been a while. And then the other one is so, Dra Dra uh, Dracula's daughter, uh, and that was included because. It's so conspicuous that he isn't in the film. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, I see. I got you. I mean, there's even in the beginning they even have Dracula's body, and they don't have Lugosi there. Like they couldn't even get that. And from what I read, he was on set. <laughs> so again, not much love for Lugosi. And that's like, that's like one. And also, but it's just like, Dr Dracula's daughter is a fucked up movie too. It's great, but. Uh, it goes through all these, and it's it's it's. I wrote it because it's 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 fun. It was fun, and I, I like the stuff. And I that's that's hopefully what you get out of it if you get it. So there you go. Cool. All right. So I guess we should go ahead and end the show. I, I guess before kinda, I lose my internet again, motherfucker. Yeah, you just kind of faded out for a split second there. All right, everybody. This is episode one. Actually, it's a milestone, kind of a, a quarter milestone. It's a, episode 175 of Movie Sucktastic, uh, inching very close to the 200th episode. Um, who fucking knew, right? Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Moviesucktastic.com. Yep. Uh, completely revamped, redone site. You can download all the shows there. You can listen to the shows uh, right from the, the podcast player. Or you can tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock uh, and watch the show that way. Roll all from the website. You can go to iTunes. You can download or listen to the show right from there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. If you want to leave us voicemail, 908-514-4478. No. God, I haven't done this in a while. 908-514-4470. I hope that's the right number. <laughs> I think it is. Anyway, uh, you can also email us the address... Uh, is the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. But you can do all of this from the Movie Sucktastic app. That's right, which is completely free. Go and get it. You can go for the. Uh, you can go into the uh, Google Play Store and download it for free. 
also, no, the mobile version of the site is coming for iPhone users. Oh, I take that so, back. Never mind. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, it's for anyone, but it's mainly for the iPhone users because they won't they won't be able to get the app. Right. Because uh, we're, we're not, you know, the, the, everything that we do is completely free. Uh, but when we do things like the Android uh, app, that's not free. So, but we don't charge money for it. So we're not going to pay twice as much money, is what I'm saying. They don't gonna... care about our rationale. Well, it's the truth. It is they're, the truth. They're thinking that out there right now, well, how come there is no iPhone? Because you know what? It costs a lot of money to do one app. They're thinking, why is Joey still talking about the app? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if more of you downloaded it, I, <laughs> I talk less about it. Anyway. Anyway. <clears throat> thank you for joining us. Do you have any wisdom? I like torture. <laughs> <laughs> you do like torture. Yeah, I love yes, it. Nice. Yeah, you, where the you wall see, come together. Yeah. Isn't it sweet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet. You are hideously <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Maybe ugly people do ugly things. You are saying something profound. I mean, I, w I was. <laughs>